It's episode 242 of Crack the Customer Code. And there's a pot of gold at the end of this service rainbow. Hey, this is Adam Port with a special edition, live but not live because we're recording here at the uh, C-Suite Network Conference. And I'm here with today's guest, Jason Boris. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Good to see you. Now, Jason is a Stevie Award winner, a CEO and Chief Culture Officer at FPG. I've got that right? Which That's is correct. Forest Performance Group. Yep. And you created a sales and sales management training program that's regarded as being one of the most effective and sustainable in the world. And it has won three CV awards. That is big time. That's correct. Yeah, actually, uh, this year we won the third best sales training program in the world out of 40 countries. Fantastic. Well, that's amazing. And what's really interesting to me is the intersection of sales and customer service. Mm -hmm. And I know you talk a lot about customer experience and customer service, and we've chatted a little bit bit about that before the video. So tell me, like, how did your training in sales, how did that inform your sort of concept of customer experience and customer service? Well, it was actually actually more by by a a requirement than anything else, meaning that um, I've always focused on the sales side, and and, um, I'm the guy that CEOs call to increase their sales, increase their profitability, and create best places to work. And I never really thought about this, the customer service side, meaning that um, you know a lot of times as sales increase, or at least what happened with us, our sales would increase, and then the customer satisfaction would decrease, the buyer's remorse would decrease. And so I had to figure it out because uh, that's eroding profit margins. If every time you sell something, um, then, then all, you, know, you, you increase sales, and all of a sudden you, know, you have to do all this extra work. Uh, well, it erodes your profit margins. We have to start back over, and it's just a lot of wasted cost. And so I had to figure it out because it's all about the net sale versus the gross sale. And so it really, it really just became uh, because of, of um, you know, a, a requirement that I had to start doing for my clients to start figuring it out. Well, it's fantastic. And we all know that sales is so much more expensive than retention. I mean, the ROI on mm-hmm. retention, right? So, yeah, I love it because it's sort of the traditional sales. It's like churn and burn, get them in the door, and... You, the rest of the departments, y'all deal with it. We closed our sales, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at it holistically, which is your approach, which I love from a sales guy, you know, that's that's what feeds the organization. That's what feeds profit, long-term retention, mm-hmm. all of that, which is great. Now, I know you had a saying, and my iPad went off, but we're okay because we are informal. When certainty is lost, all is lost. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of, like, trust and certainty and customer experience. So talk about that. Yeah, well, so going back, so what's, again, what's different about me is that I, I do come at it from a, a sales perspective. So sometimes it seems like the sales and the service kind of thought leaders out there are kind of on two ends of the spectrum. They're kind of almost enemies with each other, you know. And, and um, you know, the sales people think service is kind of too soft and the service people think sales is too hard. And so it's just this kind of weird dichotomy. So so I come from a sales perspective, meaning that that I believe that, that when certainty is lost, all is lost. So you think about if you lose certainty in a relationship, the relationship is over. If you lose certainty in, in uh, your job, you're going to leave. If your job loses certainty, you're going to get fired. And so I've always taught from a sales perspective that that selling is certainty plus education with rapport. So to, to, to convince someone to do something, uh, you have to give them certainty in your product and yourself and your experience, your service, you're, you're giving them your future promise. Uh, but you also have to educate them on why. And then we get that rapport. Rapport is being on the same page. Well, so I just kind of took that same concept and said, well, that's really the same idea of, of, of a service experience, meaning that, that when certainty is lost, all is lost. If, you, if a customer loses certainty in you, then they're going to have buyer's remorse. And that buyer's remorse is going to, to turn into this kind of perfect storm for, um, for, for um, you know, customers basically cheating on you. And that's something I say a lot, too, is that, and this is kind of a crazy thing to think about, but uh, I'm a, a psychology background, and, and humans are actually uh, cheaters by nature. We're, we're actually not loyal by nature. 
um, our loyalty comes from our social pressure of the morality of things. And so uh, that's why, for example, you buy a brand new car and you love it and you drive off the show, off the showroom floor and you're like, oh, I want, I want, I should have got the same car in black. Like you immediately start to be a switcher. And, and so I share that because, you know, if you take that kind of truth of our, of, of the, of humans, then we've got to figure out, well, how do we make them loyal to us? You know, and I think the, the, the secret to loyalty really is certainty. And so if we can constantly find ways to give them certainty in us um, throughout the entire experience, then they're never going to leave us. You know, you think about great brands like, I mean, I have tremendous certainty in Apple. I have tremendous certainty in Amazon, which is why I have tremendous certainty in Uber. And so I have these great brands that I just always choose them first because I have certainty in them. And so when certainty is lost, all is lost. Yeah, I mean, are you going to keep your Prime membership if all the two days turn into five days. Probably not. Right, yeah, exactly. Not. You have that certainty. And you know, it's one of the things I start one of some of my workshops with is I do this thing talking about the certainty principle, which is look up to the ceiling. Okay, imagine it's falling on your head. Can you hear anything I'm saying now? Right. If you're not certain, you know, this is our sort of biological wiring that you're referring to. If we're not certain about our environment, if we're not certain about our relationships, mm-hmm. that comes from you know, a long time ago. And if we weren't certain about that relationship, well, that was life or death. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're wired that way. So it's, yeah, it's a great principle. And it's really important for customer experience to know these things. Now, you talk about treating everybody like they're a prospect. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um, so they'll stay a customer. And you know, for me, one of the things is like when somebody's selling me something and they're already doing a bad job, I'm like, well, if. If you don't care about me when you're selling it to me, what is it going to be like once you've sold me? So talk about that prospect customer dynamic. I love that. Yeah. So so again, you know, I'm coming from a sales perspective, and salespeople, you, you have to change their perspective. You have to help them see things differently. And what I mean by that is, so many times salespeople look at things and they say, you know what? I just love the kill. I just love to sell something, and they kind of have this love you and leave you mentality because they're ready for like the next customer to come their way. Well, if you if you take it from if you so okay, so let's look at the strengths of a salesperson. If that's their strength, then what I did is I said, well, never stop selling them. You know, don't don't look at it as when the contract is in hand, the sale is now over. Look at it as this kind of never-ending sale. And and so what we believe is that if you treat a customer like a prospect, they'll never feel like just a customer. You know, it's it's another example would be um uh, this is something my dad owns, one of the oldest jewelry stores in, in Dallas. And um, been, been my, my, my entire life, he taught me this. He would say this one concept because he has now third-generational customers that come back to him. So you have to have a great customer experience right. to do that. And, and he's very old school, 78 years old this year. And he said, I'm going to tell you one simple story. He said, picture this. He said, um, right now there's a, a guy on the, on the, in front of the, the pearly gates of heaven. And um, an angel Gabriel comes out and says, um, and says, uh, okay, you ready to you ready to come into heaven? He says, no, nah, I want to I want to check out my options. Right. And so he says, all right, well, well, let's go to hell. So he goes to hell, and it's it's uh, I mean, it's awesome. It's like spring break, nineteen ninety seven. You know, I mean, it's just the most amazing party, and there's lights, and it's just it's an incredible, incredible place to, to be, and and there's glitter. I mean, who doesn't like glitter? Who doesn't right? like glitter? Who doesn't like glitter? And so I mean, it's just, just the most amazing place. And he said, this is this is kind of my speed, you know. So he said, well, let me check out heaven and see my options. And he goes to heaven, and it's like. It's like, you know, it's like uh, Barnes & Noble in uh, 2017. I mean, there's no one in Barnes & Noble, right? That's why they're all shutting down. And so, you know, they're sitting around. It's quiet. There's Enya playing in the background. which people like Enya. I'm not knocking yeah, Enya. Not and so it's peaceful. And so immediately he says, uh, you know, I like this, but I'm just, I'm still kind of young and I'm going to go back to hell. And he says, no problem. Your wish is my command. 
and immediately he's in hell and it is fire and brimstone and it's miserable and it's gnarly and yelling and screaming like the wailing wall. And he said, what happened to the spring break parties and the glitter? I mean, everyone wants the glitter. What happened to all that? And he said, oh, and he said, that's when you were a prospect. Now you're a customer. <laughs> and my dad told me that story. I was eight years old. I mean, he's so simple. He doesn't read, he doesn't read books on customer experience. He's got third generational customers. And he has one core philosophy. And that is customers leave you when, when the experience is different than what you sold them as a prospect. So if you treat them as a prospect, they'll never feel like a customer and therefore they'll never leave you. And you're trying harder. I mean, you're keeping mm-hmm. that level of effort. You're not taking, you know, I think very key to this is you're not taking them for granted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we both, it's been interesting. We didn't have a chance to talk about that, but I come from a third generation entrepreneurial background. And, you know, my dad didn't read the books either. He just intuitively knew. I mean, that's where my sort of customer centricity comes mm-hmm. from. And I see it's instilled in you as well. So let's talk, uh, let's close out a little bit with a question on sort of loyalty and retention. Like what are the keys as, as you see it, you know, past what we've already said, the loyalty and retention? I mean, very simple. So I would use what I would call the, it's called the six human needs psychology. And the six human needs are really kind of the modern version of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And uh, I have a, a certification in, in addiction counseling. And the reason why people are addicted to something is because three or more of the six human needs are connected to a certain vehicle. And so uh, I started thinking about that. I said, well, most people think of addiction as something negative, but we can also be addicted to positive things. So we can be addicted to health, you know, or just positive things or addicted to love and connection. So, so the six human needs are certainty, which we've talked about. You got to feel safe and secure, uh, variety, you got to have fun. You know, if you have too much certainty, it's, it's boring, right? right. So you got to have fun, um, significance. We got to feel special and like we matter, uh, love and connection. We have to feel connected to something, uh, that product, that vehicle. And then the last two are growth and contribution. And growth is we have to feel like we're getting better, we're improving. And contribution feels like we're making a difference. Now, think about this for a second. The reason why people are addicted to brands and are more loyal is because the brand has met at least three or more of the six human needs. So think about all the people who are addicted to their 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 um you know, their Fitbits, right? And so the Fitbit gives them certainty in the sense that they know exactly, you know, it's always going to be here. I know I can track my calories. I can track my steps. It gives them variety because it changes a vehicle to change up their day from their boredom of their day. It gives them significance because they're always getting buzzed of great job. You did all this great stuff. You did all these steps today. You know, you're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> and then absolutely. And you, then you can broadcast on Facebook. It gives you connection because most Fitbit users are in a tribe with other Fitbit users. It gives you growth because you're, you seal yourself improving and it gives you contribution because it gives them the opportunity to praise someone else and coach someone else. So, I mean, I know people who are on the way to the gym to work out, they forget their Fitbit and they don't work out. Wow. That's, so the that's addiction, a level of addiction to the product right? is more important than the actual working out. They can't get the credit for it. Well, we're going to need to work on those people, yeah. but no, yeah. it's a great point though. And that's, it's so true that you know, this is, it all comes down to psychology. I mean, and that's what I love about right now is we are in the golden age of like psychology and neuroscience. And we know so much of the traditional wisdom that was wrong. And I, I love that you shared all this today because you're like hitting on all the stuff. It's just yeah. fantastic. So uh, tell our viewers and listeners, where can people find you and learn more about you? Sure. Our company's called Forest Performance Group and uh, FPG.com. F is in Forest, P is in Performance, G is in Group.com. And uh, we have big e-training programs. Um, uh, one's called Service Unleashed, which is unleashed, unleashing that service experience as well as in sales and culture. And, uh, right, well, fantastic. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. This is Adam DePort with Crack the Customer Code. And we are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. You can find out more about me at customersatstick.com. And make sure to connect with Jimmy at 360connect.com. That's connect to Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.